Hi, I'm Natalie Nowak from Broadway Radio's On My Way to a BFA, and you're listening to Theater Throwback. If you have $75 million and don't know what to spend it on, either A, send it to me, or B, consider mounting a production of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. More on that later. In this episode, after the main story, I'm going to explore some other exciting events that happened this week in theater history, including a fun fact about Sir Laurence Olivier. Today is June 14th, and on this day back in 2011, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark opened on Broadway at the Foxwoods Theater. I've heard bits and pieces about the preview period of this musical over the years, but I feel like I've never been given a factual, objective view of the process and what actually happened, so that's what I'm aiming to do on today's episode. I think that even without knowing the specifics, whether you're a theater nerd or a Spider-Man fanatic, you've probably heard that this was one of the most complicated and disastrous journeys in the history of mounting new musicals. Let's go back to the beginning. In August of 2002, it was announced by Marvel that Tony Adams was going to produce a stage adaptation of the famous Spider-Man comics. So he asked Bono and The Edge to join the creative team, and they brought Julie Taymor on board to direct the production. However, in October of 2005, Tony Adams had a stroke and passed away. This of course meant that the project was on hold for a while. In 2007, there were some readings of the musical, but multiple delays occurred, so the process was already taking longer than expected, even in the early days. By the time 2009 came around, the production was a whopping $25 million in debt, and the budget was at $52 million at that point, which made it the most expensive Broadway musical in history. Disney bought Marvel Comics, but they did not work on or help the Spider-Man musical in any way. Later that year, Bono invited Michael Cole to join the team as a producer, and by May of 2010, he raised enough money to allow them to continue with the production. The first official announcement for a Broadway opening was for February 18th, 2010, but there was yet another delay because, again, they could not raise enough money to move forward. The production cost was up to $65 million, so the opening night was moved to December 21st, 2010, but it was delayed again by another month, and one more month after that, so the opening was now scheduled for February. The creative team said this was because they needed more time to stage the finale, make changes to the book, maybe cut or add some scenes, along with working on new music. Now, this could just be me, but it's interesting that they didn't seem to take a hint from the many delays and financial issues that maybe this show just wasn't meant to be. I commend them on their tenacity, but come on. Over the course of the show's 182 previews, yes, you heard that correctly, 182 previews, Julie Taymor was replaced by Philip William McKinley, who was a creative consultant, and librettist Roberto Aguirre Sacasa also joined the team. During this time, the opening was delayed again and scheduled for March of 2011. This was the quote-unquote final postponement. However, as you can probably imagine, there was nothing final about this postponement. Another delay was announced for the summer of that year, and previews were shut down until May 12th. When the show finally opened on June 14th, 2011, the capitalization was $75 million. Keep in mind that a normal Broadway musical costs anywhere from $5 to $15 million. Reeve Carney starred as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man alongside Jennifer Damiano, who portrayed Mary Jane Watson. TV Carpio played Arachne with Patrick Page as Norman Osborn slash Green Goblin. Over the course of the run, many injuries occurred. Two stunt doubles got hurt from the flying sequences. Additionally, the U.S. Occupational Safety and Health Administration fined the production $12,600 for the various safety violations. 
One of the stunt doubles broke both of his wrists and someone else broke their feet doing the same stunt. Another actor suffered a concussion because she was struck by the equipment in the wings. Those are only a few examples of the many injuries that happened. And just observing this from an actor's perspective, that is just not okay to not feel safe and to not feel like you can go to work without getting hit by pieces of equipment. I'm sorry, it's just, it's scary and ridiculous. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark ran for 1,066 performances and closed on January 14th, 2014. Now, let's talk about some other events from this week in history. This will be a mix of show openings, birthdays, and more. On June 11, 1985, Neil Simon's The Odd Couple opened at the Broadhurst Theatre. This was a new version, and it was special because Rita Moreno and Sally Struthers starred in the production, and it was originally written for men. It ran for 295 performances. On June 12, 1970, history was made when Sir Laurence Olivier became the first actor to be named a life peer by Parliament when he was seated in Britain's House of Lords. This happened while he was in the National Theatre's production of The Merchant of Venice playing Shylock. On June 13, 2001, Jonathan Larson's Tick Tick Boom opened off-Broadway at the Jane Street Theatre. The cast featured Raul Esparza, Amy Spanger, and Jerry Dixon. On June 15, 1984, Robert Russell Bennett was born. He has orchestrated numerous Broadway shows, including Sunny, Showboat, Anything Goes, Oklahoma, Annie Get Your Gun, Kiss Me Kate, The King and I, My Fair Lady, Camelot, and The Sound of Music. On June 16, 2011, there was a revival of Harold Pinter's Betrayal in London at the West End Comedy Theatre. Kristen Scott Thomas, Ben Miles, and Douglas Henshaw starred in this production, and it was directed by Ian Rickson. On June 17, 1972, Fiddler on the Roof became the longest-running Broadway production when it reached 3,225 performances. The record was previously held by the play Life with Father. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Theatre Throwback. I'll be back again next Thursday with another episode. In the meantime, be sure to check out my other Broadway radio podcast called On My Way to a BFA, where I document my experiences as a musical theater major at the Hart School. Make sure to follow Broadway Radio on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and also follow me at Natalie underscore Nowak on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs>